Welcome to Screen Talk, a New Wire's weekly movie podcast. I'm Eric Cohn. I'm Ann Thompson. And we're just a few weeks out from the end of Oscar season. We are still in the thick of it. There's been a lot of stuff happening in the last few days in terms of awards that were won and what they tell us about awards that could be won and some more stuff around the corner. So, and why don't we break it down one step at a time? Because we had over the weekend DGAs and then we had the BAFTAs and they didn't exactly line up in the way that tells you there's utter consensus out there. No, no, um, there isn't utter consensus. And that's what we, uh, you and I both have been talking about this for a long time, that none of these movies is overwhelmingly a front runner. None of them. Everything Everywhere has more um, of a surge of uh, excitement around it. And, and, it and, and, and the DGA confirmed that, you know, they, they went with it, but that's a mainstream, that's a mainstream group. Uh, yeah. and, and there's a lot of sense of how popular it is and how how people feel like it has momentum. And and it makes people reevaluate what they think of the movie, which is the weirdest phenomenon. Like if people you don't like everything it. everywhere, yeah. don't like it. Don't go back and watch it again and try to make yourself like it. I don't know. It's, it's well, I do. I do kind of like thing. that idea, though, because, of course, movies that are, are made outside of the traditional studio system by younger directors with, you know, kind of zanier sensibilities, you know, they may be challenging expectations. I mean, it's in a very unconventional movie, whether or not it's a masterpiece. I mean, it has some rough edges, right? But something that takes a swing like that, there are people who I've talked to who are like, well, I wasn't prepared for something that did that. And now I, I respect it more. And then you see how it resonates culturally. There are a lot so of people forth. who respect it for its originality and for taking a lot of, of, of shots and people who are genuinely moved by it. But there's other, there are others I speak to who say, what the hell was that going? Go, what was going on? I didn't get it. You know, they just didn't even get it at all. Which is so, great. I mean, like I've, I've said before, consensus is boring, but so, so we have, this is, there is none. There really is none. I mean, yeah. there was one article I was reading that had four leaders, uh, including Top Gun and Banshees and everything, and All Quiet. So the reason everyone's talking about All Quiet is because, of course, that won seven BAFTAs after having been nominated for 14. And it was expected to to pick up a lot of crafts, basically. Right. But it picked up director and film beating right. Banshees, which is um, Martin McDonough's home turf, right? It was where Banshees was expected to uh, shine. That was the best place for Banshees to win Colin Farrell, for example. And he didn't win. Austin Butler won the BAFTA. Yeah. Now, Elvis has an Australian component, so it has a Brit Empire extension to it. Um, but still that's, that's a shocker that he yeah. won. Yeah. In, it's in not, England. it's clear cut. Every, every time you think something is kind of clear cut, there is a shift of sorts. I mean, there was a point in time, even just going back to everything everywhere for a second, where it kind of felt like, even if that's a best picture movie, Fablemans is a best director movie because it's so clearly defined around Spielberg's persona. That's where all the hype is. It's now. not over on the director front. There has been a very concerted uh, campaign going on around Spielberg. He went to Berlin. He won a big award. He gave a very moving speech, which has been disseminated. Um, he's been very humble. He's been very vulnerable. And I, I actually um, know that that the people behind his campaign are working very hard to get that message across. 
you know, that he, this is different for him, that he was, he was crying on the set, you know, he was, he wasn't the four star general. Yeah. And it, and it sounds, that sounds like a slam dunk. So, so I, it could I, so still that's happen what, at the Oscars. But that's, but I mean, I guess, so then where was the shift where suddenly it became a da- the Daniels as directors being as respected as this movie itself? Or is it the sort of thing where it's like a that's trickle down effect? That's the mainstream DGA, remember. You know, they're popular. This is a populist success. Movies so, done so the well. The DGA is the assistant directors and the and the production managers and all the people in TV. It it's not the the Academy directors that nominated the people that they nominated are very Tony, very uh, classy, and in general, I would say the Academy is classier. They're going to go upscale. That's the that's one of the problems for everything everywhere. Right. Well, but then the last it's the opposite of upscale. Right. No, it's true. But again, I mean, it's like $100 million worldwide, you know, major representational story. And so that is on, on its, that they is just can't rest on their laurels. Yeah. And the BAFTAs ha- did a, had, had a very bad look. Right. They take they this photo at the end of the, the night. And they were all white. It was a get out moment. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was super creepy. Not a good, not a good, not a good look. They had the chance to go with Michelle Yeoh and they picked Kate Blanchett. They had the chance to go to with Kui Kui Kwan and they picked, um, you know, Barry Keegan instead, which is great. But, you know, and it's, it was a Banshee win. Um, the Banshees did win Carrie Condon as well. And Martin McDonough got original screenplay, which I think he'll get at the Oscars. And they also got um, best British film, which was a consolation prize for a yeah. movie that seems to be ca- qualified as a, as an Irish film. <laughs> yeah. It's kind but, of a backhanded compliment, especially for, for somebody. No, I guess, I guess uh, there was some British funding, but, but so, you know, it, it really, it really had surprises, the Baptists, a lot of surprises. And they, you know, they have this jury system for the acting and directing categories where um, people come in and, 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 replace some of the actual uh, voted for nominees with people uh, of color, basically. So you saw Daniel Deadweiler and Viola Davis and Gina Prince-Wythewood on the red carpet in contention for BAFTAs. The problem mm-hmm. was that none of them won any. Yeah. And it and, all and ended up being the white, the white BAFTAs. So what it, difference yeah. does it make if Doesn't. you add those people, yeah. if the people of the, if the wider electorate goes with yeah. what they like? Clearly, that's it's it's the the wider electorate that, that's the issue, and that goes both ways. And by the way, I saw some argument being tossed around by people in denial that you know, even with the the, the academy side of things, you know, with issues of race and and sexism, that it's like, well, how is it that they can be you know on the right track one year and then be off the next year? And it's like, well, no, they're they're always they've always been off base in terms of like. There's there's sexism and there, there there are gender problems and stuff like that within all of these awards bodies. It's just that sometimes certain women and people of color break through and sometimes they can't. And it's it's not like zigging and zagging like there's progress and then there's less progress or something. It's still well, what the Academy did was to reform itself from the inside in terms of its membership. And I think that's a more organic and uh, appropriate, actually the right thing. I think they did the right thing. It's just a slow, a it's I been I think slow. the BAFTA thing makes no sense to me. Yeah. The, it, as you say, I mean, it's more about the process of who's they voting should for be, the winners. They should be, but I don't, I think that the Academy, good old left, lefty liberals that they are, um, thinks about it. You know, they think about Angela Bassett and, and they recognize why it would be a good thing. 
So, you know, to, yeah. to put her in there. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it, 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 it seems There's obvious. There's a lot of good reasons to go yeah. with Angela Bassett. <laughs> yeah, but also, I think she's really good in the movie. I mean, I don't, I don't think that should not be. A oh, it's key one of those of great showy the, performances yeah, that a, actors love. You yeah, know? I mean, it's and it breaks through the sort of you know limitations of the blockbuster form in an interesting kind of way. In it would be the first Marvel form. movie to win an acting award, which would yeah, be really cool. Appro but, an appropriate but, choice. But, you know, the the thing about the Baptists is that they really are quite predictive because there's a lot of overlap. They're more predictive than than SAG. They're they're really. Um, close uh, especially in the crafts you can find a lot of matchups in overtime so last year uh will smith you know uh ariana debose um, they went on to to the oscars uh coda was up for, you know one adapted screenplay it wasn't up for best film uh which went to power of the dog and director went to jane campion so it doesn't match up exactly but they send they send a lot of uh a lot of the people forward um every year uh it's just you know, be so um, it's just wild to think about the idea of if you know after parasite won best picture all this enthusiasm about the idea of the first non-english language film and you start thinking about all these different kinds of auteurs and and different kinds of films that could be elevated to that level i wasn't necessarily thinking of like a german language adaptation of an of a very old war novel as being the next one to take that prize you, but it's if you look at it all quiet in the western front fulfills many many oscar if you like awards uh boxes it's it's got big scale it's got extraordinary scope and you know it, it's period it's 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 got amazing levels of difficulty in terms of all the costumes and people were weighed down by wet cloth and the mud and and all that it it's it's and it's a german point of view on a story that we already know because we did our version of it in 1930 and it won best picture so something was right about adapting the remarque novel all along but the um the thing here is that the germans weren't in love with it it's it's a it's 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 a it's a british thing and it's and it's all but also there were british writers on it that's the other thing. the The two original writers on it were um, were uh, British, and then the, then it went over to Germany, and Edward Berger took it over and and turned it into what he did in German. Well, it's just interesting because I I mean I've talked about this before, but I mean this was like sort of on, under the radar when it premiered at TIFF. Um, we don't know how popular it's been on Netflix, but you know we've seen in the past in other kinds of categories that just being available on Netflix can actually be an asset for a film in certain ways. To see. Yeah. Although this one should be seen on, on the big screen for sure. Yeah. No, the actors are amazing in it. Um, you know, they, it, everything is well done. Every, every single thing is. So it will wind up winning, I believe at the Oscars, some of the things it won at the BAFTAs. It, it'll, it'll probably end up winning cinematography. It could Win sound, although I still think that would be Top Gun more likely yeah. in America. In in you know, it's I say in America, the 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 Oscars are a global thing, and the European contingent of the Oscars, which is maybe a third, yeah, maybe, absolutely maybe, the, the full international contingent is may, maybe a third. The yeah. BAFTA European contingent is a small subset of that. Yeah. But but there are uh, that's where the support lies. Somebody was asking me about why Drive My Car got in, and 
you know, why uh, All Quiet got in. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a question of that, that voting base putting it in there. But yeah. also, they both acquired this reputation for for being really good. That you had to see it; it became a must see. But it's interesting because they're they're such categorically different kinds of movies. I mean, in the case of Drive My Car, you had this long, long period of time where this was a buzzy word of mouth theatrical phenomenon, and you had to go see it and experience it that way. And All Quiet may be uh, best experienced theatrically, but it's also like it fits into, you know, a more familiar kind of Hollywood framework too. So it, it, it's an easier sell to a wider array of people in that sense where it's drive my car, you had to kind of present this as sort of like hidden gem that everyone had to go check out and then appreciate kind of on its own terms. I do think it's interesting. The Academy is working to further internationalize its membership because with such a robust European base, I think here listening, you talk about it, it makes a lot of sense that a, a European film would be eventually a big best picture contender. Um, but that's still mean rare for a foreign language film to win best picture. And they didn't get Edward Berger into best director. Yeah. Uh, they didn't get any of the actors into the acting right. categories. So, so, so it would be an to, upset still. It's it hard won. to predict that that film would, would suddenly take over, but this is a, a weird year, Eric, as, as I've been saying, because there are people who don't like, so Banshee's disappointed. Let's be honest yeah. about this. Yeah. And what so one there? of the reasons that there's a, a, a slight dampening of um, of the of the support for Banshees is there are a lot of people who have trouble with the with with the fingers a lot. That's so stupid. I know. Do you canvas people and everyone's complaining? It was my favorite movie violent? of the year. You don't take it literally, et cetera, et cetera. But it is it is. I can't tell you how many people say this to me. Spoiler alert. You don't even see it happen. You're talking about like something that it's like the ear splicing in Reservoir Dogs or something like it's all in your mind and quite all quite on the Western Front is way more violent. It's pretty gory. <laughs> A lot of people die. Way more. There's that scene where he gets into the, the foxhole with the French soldier and stabs him to death. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That, Paradoxes of Oscar season. Yeah. My God, that's absurd. And no, but, I hear it, though. This is what I'm trying to say. And I hear people saying they don't understand everything everywhere all at once and what it means. And it's incomprehensible. To use them. your brains, people. The, but I the, just... the, this isn't there are a lot of altacacas in sure. the academy. You know, sure, that must forgive be my pronunciation. <laughs> I may not have it right, but I did grow up in New York. <laughs> Yeah, you more or less, more or less know There it. are, and and there are a lot of people who just are out of touch and out of time, and and they they don't get it. They're not hip and cool and groovy like you, Eric. Yeah, I know. I mean, I I'm all always disappointed by something. You know, like this year with Nope, for example. We talked about it before. Yes, but that was a, like that's a no the perfect example of what they don't get. They just uh, this right idea. Of, I don't get it. My God, I'm gonna start. Don't go, on, people don't, to, don't go there. Don't go there. So <laughs> create so, manuals for these movies. <laughs> so I think All Quiet could get cinematography score. It could happen because everyone hates Babylon, even if they admire what Justin Hurwitz did with it. And although I still think it should be Carter Bur Burwell for, for Banshees, but you know, what do I know? That's a beautiful score. It's a little, it really is. it's, it's, it's really quiet beautiful. though. It's yeah. quiet. Um, I feel like it's a strong component of what makes that film work. Um, we should talk for a sec about what's around the corner here, because basically we've got two more big award shows that are going to tell us a lot on top of all this with PGA and SAG. 
Okay. So, the other thing I was going to say is that Elvis uh, did get four. Uh, yeah, bathrooms. still in the conversation. And certainly, so the Elvis Austin is Butler probably going to pick up hair and makeup uh, over the whale, which and, trickles down um, to Harry. Yeah. And and it could be costumes, right? Along right. with Butler. And then the yeah, other awesome one, enough. everything everywhere at the BAFTAs, only one editing. That's all it got, which is pretty bad. Well, so all that means is that that particular group of people that we're talking about, the European group, they're not into everything everywhere. Yeah. There's a lot of support for it stateside, though. And, yeah. and I think I mean, look at all those nominations. Right. So. so the PGA is a really good question. It could be Top Gun. That would be a, a, a an expected uh, place for that movie to score. But I think and remember, the DGA did put Kaczynski in there. Uh, so the PGA and the DGA are sort of similarly mainstream. Um, if Top Gun takes PGA, bonds. though, it doesn't really mean anything. Like, if no. Top Gun is not winning Best Picture. No, a sequel isn't going to win Best Picture. Not, yeah. not as far as I can see. No, I would say that it's probably everything everywhere. So we'll see. It must, I mean, it's just like when, when you have something like this, it's just winning so much. I mean, it's like... I have to imagine like people feel like they're both wound down and wound up at the same time. I know. I mean, but like the SAG awards is where it will do very well. Everything, everywhere. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So I'm SAG. Sure. So if it gets the it, ensemble, ensemble, it's over. And, and Michelle Yeoh could win there. And and if it, I mean, because you remember like uh, Parasite, I remember that was like really interesting at that turning point where it was like, well, that's it. Parasite is. And is Coda. Coda yeah, as well. Coda too. But Coda, it was like, it's, it, we felt like it was going that way for, for a number of weeks. So when you feel, when you feel that kind of rumble of, of support, it's usually something to pay attention to. I remember feeling it for Spotlight when they're, you know, Spotlight ended up winning best picture with like one screenplay win yeah you know, it, it didn't no have yeah. a lot so it's possible for that to happen uh even if everything everywhere doesn't win a lot over the course of the night yeah they'll come out ahead do you think michelle still has an edge for actress i've been hearing so many different no, theories about this. i think she does at at sag and then kate i still think it's gonna be kate even though she doesn't necessarily want it. <laughs> it. It's it's just that she's won so many things yeah. that it's hard to to deny it. I was I was feeling a surge for Michelle Yeoh, but it keeps not happening for her. But I do feel like there are moments where you 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 have a reality check and the academy can go in surprising directions sometimes and break from the obvious so. it's still the only big win for tar and tar is very very well respected yeah and it's yeah, nominated I mean, in the big categories got a like lot. editing and directing yep. and writing you know it's a big content it's a it's a robust respected contender so on top of all of this stuff it's always funny when award season overlaps with other stuff happening in the film world and you realize like it's not the only game in town. Um, Berlin Film Festival has been happening. Obviously, neither of us were there. We fondly remember it being the last place we hung out together internationally before COVID. It was a COVID. wonderful <laughs> last gasp. We had no idea at the time, of course. It was. It was uh, I was watching. I was watching the. It was starting to hit. The COVID virus was hitting Italy when we were. Yeah, there. Milan suddenly was under quarantine. You were going to go off to like. Greece I was going to go to Greece something. and cancel the whole trip. <laughs> 
Yeah. But I, it was I a good thing you did. <laughs> I tailed it back yep. to the US as quickly as I possibly could. It was really sad. I have I still haven't done the the Greek the Greek trip. So but we, Berlin is thing... a great festival, honestly. I, I I miss going back there. I hope to go back again soon because it's a really well programmed festival and it's got a great industry presence because of the European film market, which and is there's back a big in market person. there. Yeah. Yep. So the, all the players are running around uh, the Tom Bernards and and Michael Barkers and uh, you know, they're all hunting, hunting for stuff. And all the um, agencies and, and, and all the international agencies like Memento and Wild Bunch prepping their can slates too. So that's kind yeah, of- Yeah, so so we're probably going to be in Cannes where I'm expecting to to hang out with you there in, in May. But in the meantime, a few films sort of popped out. Um, I'm sure you've registered a few things. Yeah. I always like um, Christian Petzold. I mean, he's one of my favorite German directors right now. I still don't understand why he isn't a bigger- deal. I think of him as one of the best working auteurs today. So his new film, A Fire, got very good reviews. So I'm looking forward yeah, to it's doing to well. And Kristen Stewart is is the head of the jury. So when you see stuff like that popping, you always wonder like, oh, is she going to work with him? Or, you know, it's like, I'm curious about it. But, you know, he he does seem to like to stay in his zone as a as an art house director and that's has true. a good thing going in Germany. So that's probably what he has a reliable audience in the US as an art house audience. I mean, reliable nowadays. Is Such plus, as it is but, now. Yeah, but it's but it's not it's not huge, probably almost by choice in a way. So there was uh, a Helen Mirren movie that everybody was looking forward to, uh, Golda, but that got kind of mixed reviews. Mixed reactions and people who yeah. didn't love that Helen Mirren was playing that character. So right. I guess we'll see about that one. Um, I saw a film called Totem that I, I thought was quite strong. For, uh, it was a second feature from a Mexican director who made a movie called The Chambermaid a few years ago that oh, yeah, was saw a Mexican that. Oscar submission. Yeah. yeah. So this is their second feature. Um, very beautiful, very sensitive uh, film about um an artist who's dying and like his whole family kind of comes together in the house to throw a birthday party for him and it's kind of mostly framed from the perspective of his very young daughter and all of these activities happening in the house around her um so it's got this like altman-esque kind of a thing where you're just kind of like in that environment and following her perspective for a lot of the time and little flashes of the adult world come to her attention very interesting detailed piece of filmmaking kind of reminded me of the film that won berlin last year uh alcaraz uh the spanish film where it's like you're just sort of living in that world a lot of time as opposed to a clear narrative direction and all the recent berlinale winners are on that jury as well including the director of that film um, so I'm curious to see if it if it does well there. So the the Joan Baez doc was great. You go back in time to when she was really young and the early folk scene, and she became a hit really quickly. And it goes into her relationship with Bob Dylan and her sister Mimi Farina, and and there was you know a lot of tragedy in her life. And uh, with her family, there was some some murky stuff going on that emerges, and a question of whether there was some kind of uh, abuse uh, and that may have caused some mental illness for her. And so this is the part of the movie that uh, is a little bit more uh, controversial, I think. Um, it was one of the the biodocs that didn't quite get into Sundance because they had they had so many of them. Yeah, they're Jay just Fox, like swimming in these Richard now. And, yeah. That's just where um, the doc market is with the, these big profile subjects where it's like, even if the doc is really good, it's up against a lot of different kinds of possibilities. But uh, South By has a strong documentary uh, program every year as right. well right so and, and Joan Baez will make its North American premiere there so I'm sure it'll continue to have a, 
a higher and higher profile. Do we know that? Am I jumping the gun? I, no, I mean, no. I you're not. You're safe. It's that, out that there. That was true. Yeah. It's so, a few weeks away. So it's, it's Berlin, Berlin for the moment. Yeah. Berlin, South by's around the corner. Um, I actually, I saw a doc as well that, that was uh, by a Syrian filmmaker, Talal Durki, who you may recall made that movie, um, The Fathers and Sons a few years ago. Oh yeah, that was very good. Uh, it was an Al-Qaeda guy, right? Uh, this is a very different kind of movie, but also very eye-opening because it's about women in Damascus talking about sexual abuse. Um, and one it's the, they're in the filmmaker. He has two co-directors are in exile, um, in, in Berlin and they're in Beirut at times. Uh, but they got somehow a cinematographer in Syria to shoot these women who are trying to put on a stage production about what women suffer at the hands of abusive men in Syria. And one, you, you understand that even despite the terrible war, that happened there, um, Damascus still has elements of, of modernity to it. And some of these women dress very modern and are very open about the experiences that they've been through. Um, and, and two, it's it's just like, it's an aspect of uh, the experience that women are having, you know, sort of a Me Too situation in a part of the world that is so undercovered by the media. You know, it's like, once it's not like, the war is happening, but the war happened, it doesn't get scrutinized in the same kind of way. And it's, so it's, it's a really eye-opening, it's, it's good filmmaking. Sub, Submarine is selling it. And I'll be curious to see what happens to it because of course, director's last movie w was an Oscar nominee. Is it going to play any of the American festivals, do you think? I would assume it will. I, I don't know what the path is yet. And they may be waiting to see if they get a sale or something like that. So that was, that was an interesting one to catch up on as well. You know, stuff like that lurks at Berlin. And I really want to see the Rebecca Miller. It got a lot of mixed reviews, but yes. I love her work. She's, she's one of those sort of uh, adamantly uncommercial filmmakers who who, who goes her own way, but I've always loved her movies. So uh, she came to me with Peter Dinklage and Anne Hathaway. I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I'm curious about it. So next week we'll have take a little breather, possibly have a special guest. Uh, but uh, we're just a few weeks out from the closing of of uh, the Oscar or the opening and closing of final Oscar voting. So I guess we'll see what happens with these ceremonies over the over the next few days yep. and uh, okay. more to come. See you soon. See you soon. Okay, thanks, Eric.